The following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Let me down. believe in him verbal Keaton always said I don't believe in God but I'm afraid of him well I believe in God and the only thing that scares me is but I'm afraid of him well I believe in God and the only thing that scares me is but I'm afraid of him but I'm afraid of him you people understand the psychology of dealing with a highway traffic your normal speeder will panic and immediately go over to the line. Maybe we can cut a deal. It arouses contempt in the cop heart. Making the bastard chase him. will And as you can see, son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's gonna do it? You? Michael Bay, who uh, is the man who made her famous. I think she forgot that. 
Uh, so when we return from the little break here, which I always uh, want to do a break early on in the show, uh, just uh, to kind of set up the format. When I when we come back from the break, I'm going to start off with the news. And then uh, open lines, like I said, anybody wants to call in, by all means, please do so. Let's get to. Also some UFO news, which I think you guys are going to really get a kick out of. Some uh, exciting stuff happening in ufology and exopolitics. Uh, stuff that my friend Jesse from uh, Not Radio would say is uh, slightly left of center. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Adventures in time and space transcribed in future tense. The powwow. Countdown for blast off. X minus five, four, three, two, X minus one. Disorder never sounded so good. From the far horizons of the unknown come tales of new dimensions in time and space. These are stories of the future. Adventures in which you'll live in a million could be years on a thousand maybe worlds. Galaxy Science Fiction Magazine presents... The Pow Wow. Weekends at 12. Only on SoFloRadio.com. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with Key Information Solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let Key Information Solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954 That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California gold rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. A. Delshaw all have in common? 
The Secrets of Dell Shaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdellshaw.com to learn more. The best of Neil Rogers. Unbelievable. Relive the best of Neil. Okay. Friday afternoons at 3, only on SoFloRadio.com. Point shells, leaving no witness to tell. Now they got bricks to sell and flip them in the whammies. And this fucked up because you used to feed their families, their sons, their daughters, their cousins, their mammies. Wearing my pictures on their t shirt, knowing they couldn't stand me. But y'all always know I'm Grammy. Cause Papa look here, they at my funeral, they flodging, crying crocodile tears. They at my mama house, they lying, eating up the chicken and ribs. My body's still warm and niggas already at my crib. Trying to see if the tip of they dick could touch my lady ribs. The fake hugs and daps, they really some sleeping pills. Soon turn into despisers for the right price. You be turning to fertilizer. Does my family surprise you? Man, how could it? Why does it? We serve the devil every time we do wrong. So fly with it. We chose this lifestyle. And most of us gon' die with it. We chose this lifestyle. And most of us gon' die with it. We chose this lifestyle. And most of us gon' die with it. 
fucking around with my figures. Your ass won't get no bigger. I'm so fast when I pull that trigger. Don't test me. ESC for me, new generation, Compton G. In the hood, it's understood. Don't fuck around with ECE. Gotta get that paper. Gotta get that money. Gotta have these hoes on point when I sit back and smoke this joint. Gotta make that money. Gotta get that paper. Do you, nigga? I can't hate you. Keep it gangster. That's my nigga. Yeah, Starting off here, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but uh, the, the Bible's about to be rewritten or retranslated. Or it came out uh, actually a couple of days ago officially that the 1984 edition of the New International Version of the Bible will be revised again and released in 2011. Correspondingly, today, uh, New International Version uh, would be actually discontinued. Uh, now, this got me thinking about a couple of things here. Why does uh, God keep changing his mind? Hmm? And it's the uh, Word of God by different translations. Kind of makes you wonder really about how, you know, flawed the uh, whole concept of the Bible and religion and, you know, the, the whole thing it really is. It's it's funny because really the Bible is something more than a bunch of stories put together and unfortunately people take it take it so literally like, you know, like it's the Word of God. You no, know, folks, it's the Word of man written into a book to brainwash the masses, written a certain way that brainwashes the masses, used as a tool to brainwash. That's really what the Bible is. Now, the Bible does have a lot of stories in it. Some might be facts, some might be fiction. Most likely it's mythological stories, which are fiction, myth, is mythology, it's not real. Uh, you know, so it's mythological stuff. But, yeah, the Bible being rewritten again, kind of interesting. I don't know if uh, any of you heard that over or over the week. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to rewrite it again. God can't keep his, uh, his damn mind straight, I guess. Uh, also, I ever wonder which celebrities are the closest, or the closet, sorry, closet brainiacs. Uh, why, you know, while actually a college education isn't a requirement for fame, uh, these celebs actually took roles as serious as students and hit the uh, the books before taking them on Hollywood. Uh, for example, actor Jerry O'Connell continued his education came later in his career, a uh, former child star who is now a father of twins and husband of actress Rebecca Romaine, formerly famous, is starting to... Uh, this actually his second career, really, as an attorney, believe it or not. The uh, Sliders star from the uh, TV show Slider, who's now 35 years old, actually is an NYU alumni. Recently, uh, he enrolled at uh, Los Angeles Southwest Law School, uh, where he actually plans to take night courses. So he can watch his uh, daughters grow up during the day and report, uh, I guess, report you uh, report to a uh, law school during the night, I guess. I don't know if you'll take night, uh, night classes, I guess. I guess he's really becoming Mr. Romaine uh, Stables. I, I love the scene of him, Rebecca Romaine Stables. She's still stable to me, I don't care. But actually, I'm a, it's funny, I'm an O'Connell fan. I actually like to show Sliders quite a bit. And man, his career has gone nowhere. He's still seen as the, the chubby fat kid from Stand By Me by a lot of people. But he's a talented dude. He's a, he's a pretty good actor. He was good in Sliders. He's good in a couple other things. But it's kind of funny that his career has really gone nowhere quick. I mean, uh, this guy had uh, a lot of breaks. I mean, he was even up for the role of Superman. Uh, when the last movie got cast, and he you know missed out on that, which would have been cool because he actually has a look uh, of the comics. He looks a lot like the comic book Superman when he was you know a few years ago when he was really buffed up. Uh, now he's like really let himself go and he's aging badly too. So maybe 
Maybe this is the right career move. I don't know. Speaking of superheroes, uh, say goodbye to uh, an episode of Superman the Animated Series as uh, Disney uh, DXD Channel is an unexpected and historic move. Uh, actually, the Walt Disney Company has purchased Marvel Comics for $4 billion. So think about it, any DC uh, kind of uh, related cartoons on the Disney Channel or anything related with Disney. Uh, they bought it for $4 billion in cash. That's right, cash and stocks, actually. Uh, this is not a dream, folks, not a hoax. It's uh, not an imaginary story. Uh, it's not the first day of April or anything like that, or as Joel says in the first scene of Superman the movie, this is no fantasy. This is a matter of undeniable fact. Or something like that. Marvel Comics is uh, DC's uh, principal competitor in the in the comic book industry. Their stable of heroes uh, and villains, or you know, decide who's who really, because most of them are like anti-heroes. Include Spider-Man, Captain America, Fantastic Four, X-Men, Incredible Hulk, Thor, Submariner, Magneto, the Silver Surfer, Venom, the Green Goblin, Doctor Octopus, Wolverine, Daredevil, Elektra, Blade, Ghost Rider, Kingpin, and countless others, etc., etc., etc. And now it's only a matter of time before fans will be uh, clamoring to see who uh, who can pick up the the scent quicker, Wolverine or Mickey Mouse dog Pluto. <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, well, these are uh, this is far from Superman's news uh, news item. Uh, the revelations really of the of the huge change uh, to the industry status uh, quo uh, could be far reaching. You know, I guess DC and Marvel crossover books uh, would be less likely now in the future, as it will now you know require the approval of two multi-tiered behemoth corporations who both have a history of being fiercely overprotective of their licensed characters. Uh, Warner Brothers, of course, owns, like we said, the rights to the uh, DC Universe. And now Marvel is going to be owned by Disney. I mean, I wouldn't be at all surprised if the news, uh, you know, this news has hundreds of Warners and Warner Brothers and DC uh, huddled in a secret meeting or something, uh, figuring out what else, you know, this means, what all this means, what, what the future holds. This will surely impact not only the, you know, the comic book industry, but really likely the film industry, too, as you know, as it relates to the big-budget comic book blockbusters that are coming out uh, in the last few years. You know, you know, by joining the Disney conglomerate, uh, Marvel will now be some, you know, a subsidiary of the corporate uh, alliance as big as Disney. I mean, this is the biggest company probably in the world, Disney, uh, or the Disney Corporation. Um, just so, you know, Disney is doing pretty much, I mean, the same thing that DC did when they bought uh, you know, the, uh, I mean, that Warner Brothers did when they bought the uh, DC line. So they've the same move, and that went really well for Warner Brothers. I can imagine how good this is going to go for Disney. This is going to be incredible. Many have speculated that the impact of Disney's ownership by Warner Brothers uh, over the years have uh, have said that Warner's only cares about the licensing, particularly Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Others have suggested that Warner's actually ownership of DC makes it fairly easier for DC to stay involved with TV and film properties. Uh, even Superman co-producer Eli Salkin, who actually was the producers of the original Superman movies, has said that uh, when he and his father first came into DC Comics to talk about the licensing of Superman, with Superman characters uh, for the series of the movies, Warner's was so dis- you know, disinterested of the idea of Superman as a viable film property that they really weren't even initially involved in the uh, negotiations. Uh, one wonders really that a multi-tiered corporation structure will you know, similarly boost it or hamper Marvel's uh, endeavors, but... Uh, you guys can read more on Google, I'm sure. Just uh, type in Disney Marvel uh, buyout or crossover or whatever. There's a lot of cool stuff. In fact, I'm going to post up some cool pictures that some fans made of, of Disney characters in X-Men and Wolverine and Marvel get-ups. So they kind of, it's kind of like a crossover is happening already and uh, pretty funny stuff. I'm going to post some pictures on it. It's already on my uh, Facebook account, but I'm going to put it on the website later so you guys can take a look at it. Again, the chat rooms are open, folks. If you guys want to get in the chat rooms, Jackal's head here with you. We're live. 
Uh, call us at 347-205-9946. If you want to get on the phones, lines are open. Open lines the rest of the night. I'm going to uh, have the chat rooms open for the next hour. It's only like one motherfucker in that chat room. And, uh, it's kind of lonely up in here. It's, uh, I only have a few people listening. It's funny, the uh, archives have been going pretty good uh, when it comes to people downloading the shows, but when it comes to actual live listeners, it's, uh, it's like crickets back there. I hear nothing. No feedback. But the archives is doing pretty good. I mean, there's a lot of popularity uh, for the show already uh, when it comes to the archives. I guess people from overseas have different time zones and it's a little harder for them to hear it live. So, I mean, they're, they're downloading the, the podcast. And I want to thank you guys for listening to the show and, uh, you know, leaving nice comments. It was uh, kind of cool. The uh, show with Jesse and, uh, and Alejandro actually had some really nice comments by the fans, which are, are the listeners. Which was actually a lot of fun. And uh, I want to thank you guys. Especially, uh, I want to give a special shout out uh, in Candy. Left a nice comment there on uh, my page. And I want to uh, say thanks to uh, Candy and UFO.UK. Also left a nice comment on my page. And I want to thank you guys for uh, commenting and listening to the show. Hopefully, you guys become listeners and you guys can uh, you know stay with the show and uh, you know grow with the show. I plan to do the show every Friday, like I said, at this time, 11:30 at night. Hopefully, I start getting an audience. If not, I'll have to move the show some other time. You know, when people are actually available to listen. But uh, we'll be back here shortly. I'm going to take a little a pee break. Be back in a minute or so. With the jackal's head. Keep listening. Throw some balls. Call in. I mean, <laughs> it'll, be, you know, it'll, it'll help pass the time, I guess. Now we're 35 minutes. It's hard to kill. So nobody's calling. So call me. 347-205-9961. The jackal's head here with you. The jackal. Underground Railroad. I'm pulling my gap for a reason, the second season, leaving the scene with 
got a sucker. The railroad's live on the jack move. You better back up smooth. Nothing can take you from the base. I'm making pace now. New location and I'm stationed in the old town. You can be a nigga too if you try. Some look at me strange. Check that head and ask why. Never ignorant, getting girls accomplished. Niggas be proud and sing a song like a song. Never ignorant, getting girls accomplished. 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 Ignorant not, so I give a shot to your brain. I'm doing things most niggas my age can't face. But if you think about it, maybe they could growing up like me. Held down in the hood. 92 niggas banging on shit they can't see. In 1967, niggas still wasn't free. So when I came here, I had to learn to roast. Put my pants to the side, slipped off my loads. I stepped out into the world, which is new to me. I try to make myself true to my history. But fuck it, cause I'm a nigga that's making much leeway. Despite the traps and the punk bitch hearsay. The Underground Railroad is strong as hell. With the help of some brothers who won't let me fail. So we keep on striving with the title that was forced. But don't trip, courage, strength, and pride wasn't lost. So if they call you once, please don't get offended. Even though offense is what the kid intended. We are from a long line of true motherfuckers. So knuckle up and let them know you always throw down for your brothers to your niggas. Never ignorant, getting goes accomplished. Never ignorant, getting goes accomplished. Never ignorant. Now I wasn't ignorant. I got something accomplished. I had to take a real bad pee, and I went and did that. Welcome back, everybody, to the Jackal's Head. Here with you, the Jackal. Back to uh, what I was doing here with the news. Uh, just want to uh, get to something uh, actually related to ufology. I know there's a lot of ufology had to listen to the show, so I do dedicate a little time to ufology whenever I have a chance. Uh, this is uh, that chance right now for this show today. I will be doing some interviews uh, based in ufology in the near future, so stick out for that. Uh, keep on checking back with the show. You're going to hear some cool stuff in the near future. I will be doing more guest interviews and stuff. Uh, but actually, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but Japan's new first lady flew to Venus in a UFO. Let that sink in for a second. Japan, that's right, Japan's new first lady is, uh, and this is not a joke, okay, this is not a joke, this is, uh, she, she said that she actually flew to, to Venus in a UFO, her name is Miyaku Hatoyama, she's 66 years old, uh, the charismatic wife of the leader of the incoming Democratic Party of Japan's uh, DPJ, whatever the heck, I guess Democratic Party in Japan or whatever, but has also described the uh, how she met Tom Cruise in a formal life and enjoys eating the sun for energy. Writing in a book published last year, she said, while my body was asleep, I think my soul rode in a triangular-shaped UFO and went to Venus. It was a very beautiful place, and it was really green. Her extraterrestrial experiences ties in neatly with her husband, Yikio Kobayama, nicknamed the Alien which also came about due to his large eyes. Ooh, freaky stuff. Mr. Hotoyama is due to uh, be voted actually as a prime minister on his September 16 after the party defeated the iron grip of the Liberal Democratic Party after more than five decades of near-interrupted power. The party leader met his wife, a former musical actress who was born uh, to Japanese parents in Shanghai. 
while he was studying in, uh, and actually at Stanford in the United States, believe it or not, uh, Mr. Hatayoma, this is actually Hatayoma, who is uh, renowned for her uh, healthy cooking, uh, actually having uh, published several uh, food-related books to describe their UFO experience in a book called Very Strange Things I've Encountered. After waking up, Ms. Hatayoma says, she wrote, in, this is in her book, she, that she told her husband, her then-husband, which is not the same husband that she has now, it's a different husband, her first husband, and he dismissed the experience, claiming that it was, must have been some kind of a weird, crazy dream. However, referring to Japan's next prime minister, uh, she wrote, my current husband has actually been a different way about the whole thing thinking. Uh, he would uh, surely say, oh, that's great. Uh, earlier this year, Mr. Mrs. Hatayoma also told a uh, TV program that uh, she had met Tom Cruise in a previous life, like I said earlier. So her husband would think, ah, that's that's great. You you wrote on a UFO. And you also met Tom Cruise in a previous life. Wow. And she claims that uh that Tom Cruise was a samurai warrior. Kinda of funny, I think she saw the last samurai and took a little bit too hard. A little bit too hard to the lady. I don't know what you were smoking when you were watching The Last Samurai, but wow. While she uh cautioned uh, the interviewer uh not to take her too seriously, she said I know uh, he was uh, ja- I know he was Japanese in a previous life, she said. Uh, I was with him then, so he would recognize me when I see him now and say, Hey, long time no see, lady. On the same talk show, she said, that she also described her unusual habit of eating the sun. Yes, that's right, folks. She eats the sun. Raising her arms into the air, she said, I also eat the sun like this. Hum, 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 It gives me enormous energy. <laughs> uh, my husband, she says, recently started doing the same thing. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> you know, I kind of wish I had Jesse or Alejandro on the show tonight so they could, uh, hear this story, I'm sure they're going to talk about it. I've actually sent both of them the story, uh, the story's article, but it's pretty funny stuff, folks. She eats the sun. She uh, met Tom Cruise in a previous life. Uh, she was with Tom Cruise in that previous life. She went to uh, Venus in a UFO. And apparently Venus is very green, has a lot of trees and a lot of life. I guess women really are from Venus and men are from Mars or whatever that book wrote. <laughs> funny, funny stuff. Uh, I'm glad I heard it off I heard that. Now, this is uh, pretty interesting. Megan Fox, who started the biggest movie of the year and the summer, really, so far, with the Michael Bay-directed Transformers, Revenge of the, uh, the Fallen. I uh, almost said fifth. Sorry about that. Revenge of the Fallen. Uh, but according to the actress, the director almost killed her in co-star Shia LaBeouf uh, with, with his Napoleon and Hitler tactics. Uh, the box office bombshell unleashed a, on Bay on an interview actually on uh, Britain's Wonderland magazine in its September October issue. Uh, God, I quote, and I quote here, God, I really wish I could go on a lease on this one, she said when asked about her most least favorite parts when it comes to working with the action flick director. He's like Napoleon. He wants to create this insane, infamous madman reputation. End quote. And Megan, <laughs> Megan's comparison don't stop with just a 19th century director or dictator. Uh, he wants to be like Hitler on his set. And he is so, he's a nightmare. Nightmare to work for. But when you get him, him away from the set, oh, 
he's not in a directing role. I kind of really enjoy his personality because he's so awkward, so hopelessly awkward, making continued. He has no social skills at all, and it's endearing to watch him. He's vulnerable and fragile in real life, and then on set, he's a tyrant. End quote. And according to Megan, uh, Megan, Bay pushes his actors to the almost breaking point while filming. Shy and I almost died when we were making a Transformer movie, she told the magazine. He was like, you, you do something really insane things, and then that insurance will never let you do. He has to do these really insane things. I just saw that his reach out to Megan's uh, rep uh, to confirm that she's indeed made uh, those comments, but she has not heard back from the uh, press time yet. Uh, so they haven't uh, really uh, heard back from like, the reps, but actually Hollywood is on top of this news. So as soon as they uh, get more information, I'm going to go ahead and uh, spill it out here. However, Megan isn't the first Hollywood star to bite the hand that helps make her into a superstar. During the appearance of the late-night show, David Letterman, uh, actually in July, Catherine Hegel, I noted her return to the uh, Grey's Anatomy said was greeted by some long days. Our first day back was uh, Wednesday of last week, and I keep saying this because I hope it embarrasses them. It was a 17-hour day, end quote. She told Dave on the July 20th, I think it's cruel and mean. It was the first, no, I'm going to read it again, folks. It was a Thursday back our first day back was Wednesday of last week. And I keep saying this because I hope it embarrasses them. It was a 17-hour day. She told Dave July 20th, I think it's cruel and mean. You know what I think about that? And while Hegel uh, may have said in the comment in just, ABC Entertainment President Stephen McPherson didn't find her remarks too funny. He uh, fired back at ABC's uh, presentation in August saying, I think it's unfortunate people are going to behave in uh, the way they uh, choose to behave. There are so many people who work so hard on grades and all these shows without uh, any notoriety, and these are you know, the ones I'd be concerned about, people who feel like they are being criticized or looked down upon, end quote. Uh, so that's uh, kind of interesting. Uh, people you know, don't bite the hand that feeds you. You're just a stupid actor. Just remember that. I know it's your grave, you know, it's your trade or whatever. You love being an actor, actress. This is what you do as your career, but you bite the hand that feeds you, they're gonna, they're gonna bite back. That'll be good. Now, uh, on other news here, with uh, concerning Michael, going back to uh, the King of Pop here, Michael Jackson's biological father of Connor Cruz. What? Could it be that Michael is Connor Cruz's biological father? This is a single story involving Tom Cruise in a sense here. Uh, now, this is, folks, take this with a grain of salt. This is not something that I would consider serious, but uh, it's a Hollywood scandal if I ever heard one. It's a hot and juicy one. Uh, it's actually making gossip all around Hollywood now. It says uh, something bad, really. It's saying that she was the biological mother of Michael Jackson's kids, Paris and Prince Jackson. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, she says that uh, Michael himself actually is the uh, biological father of Tom Cruise's adopted son, Connor Cruise. Of course, uh, this sounded ludicrous, uh, and not the rapper. That is, until the photos of Connor Cruise uh, actually were looked up online, and uh, believe it or not, there is an uncanny resemblance uh, to Michael Jackson. Uh, Claire Elizabeth Field Cruise, 
about Cruz is the name. Claims that uh, she uh, had a baby with uh, Michael Jackson and uh, he stole and gave the baby Connor away to Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. So she's saying that she had a baby with Michael Jackson. Okay? And Michael stole the baby and gave it to Nicole and Tom to raise. Now she babbles on about an hour, about other things uh, like pink unicorns and talks about Jesus, some other crazy stuff. But look at the photos of Connor Cruz online, folks, if you want to really compare the two. Uh, they do actually kind of look alike. Uh, could there be something strange in Neverland? Dun, dun, dun. Inquiring minds don't want to know. Now, another love child, or alleged love child of the Lake King of Pop actually has come full surface here. Uh, this guy's name is uh, Michael Jackson. Also, you know, uh, Michael Jackson, the King of Pop, has been surfaced. Uh, now, this is on the first time. This is actually the second time there's been this kind of allegation against Michael Jackson, just to start off there. But there's a 24-year-old man who is actually claiming himself as the son of Michael Jackson. His name is, and I think, get this, his name is Prince Michael Malachi Jet Jackson. That's Prince Michael Malachi Jet Jackson. Now, according to TMZ and uh, Radar Online, the reports also said that uh, uh, that a creditor claimed that he has been that he actually had filed by Pri- by Prince Michael Malachi Jackson in San Francisco. Uh, now, this is he's actually been filing under that name in San Francisco, California. Also, his mother is Zerline Levette Dixon. Against the, they actually filed a suit against the estate of Michael Jackson uh, and the King of Pop, Michael Jackson. There's so many people not named Michael Jackson. It's crazy. All his kids are named Michael Jackson, but it's confusing. Uh, the claim submitted also that includes birth certificates, which Michael Joseph Jackson of Indiana had been listed as the father. And this claim has been start, you know, has been stated that uh, Malachi Jet Jackson and his mother Zerline Lizette Dixon wants to uh, conduct a DNA test uh, to prove their claim, to prove that he is Michael's son. And uh, this is the second case, like I said, in recent months that uh, that a Michael Jackson love child has uh, been surfaced. Before Malachi Jet Jackson here was 25 year old. Norwegian rapper, singer Omar Bathi, who or goes by the name of OB, I played a song home a little while ago. He already had a claim that he was born after a sex encounter between Michael Jackson and his mother, P.I. Bathi. And Omar Bathi was also uh, present in Michael's memorial, also sitting with the family, as a lot of you know. He's sitting there with the kids, uh, with Joe Jackson, the rest of the fam. Uh, mostly people believe that these claims are nothing more than shortcomings to try to obtain some money. From the Jackson estate, uh, that right now it's uh, you know a lot of the money is going to be going to the kids, Prince Michael, Paris, Michael, and Prince Michael II. Jesus Christ, so many damn kids named Prince Michael. <sighs> There's one thing that is awesome to me about Michael Jackson was the fact that he named all his damn kids Michael, like George Foreman naming all his kids George. The hell's up with that? I mean, get your eagles and check your people. Seriously. Get it together. Anyway, we'll be back after a short break here. More of the Jackal's Head here with you guys. Uh, if you guys want to get in on the phones again, open lines. Uh, call me 347-205-9961. Again, that's 347-205-9961. On the flip side, I'm going to be talking a little bit about Obama. The recent, uh, the recent uh, talk on news about the Obama school kids controversy of him going to talk to the kids and, and all that jazz is going all over the news. I don't know if you guys have been watching CNN or 
headline news, like I said earlier, but it's all over the place. I wanted to get to that, give my personal feelings on that matter. Also, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit more on uh, on a couple other subjects that we talked about last week in the last couple of weeks. Uh, also, you know, Rich from uh, AZ uh, UFO Radio. What's up, brother? Mr. E. Mr. whatever his name is, uh, from the uh, Strange Visitors. want to give him a shout-out. I had a good conversation with him the other day. Nice fellows. We down. Uh, they mean well. But uh, we're going to get to a lot of other stuff. We still have over an hour and uh, 16 minutes to go, so I'm going to go to a break here, like I said. Uh, I'm going to come back. We'll spend the last hour talking about uh, Obama and a couple other things. So, uh, yeah, be there, motherfucker. Hey, I see dead people. Modern vampires of the season. Yo, Drake, thought I was dead, West Coast, I'm the doctor's advocate, nigga Drake shot you, brought me back from the dead, that's why they call him the doctor, the math gon' drop him, and 50 ain't rockin' with him no more, it's okay, I get it poppin', whole club rockin' like a six-four parlor, drink Chris, throw it up. Call the shit hydraulic, then pitched in the cup. Call the shit hypnotic. I bleed confident, spit crackin', shit chronic. And you new niggas ain't shit but new niggas. Basinate shoe niggas. I'm talking to you, nigga. Bouncing the six folk on the west side, man. Sell another five million albums, yes I am. Fresh like damn, this nigga did it again. A hundred thousand on his neck. LA above the brand inside the Lambo. Shotgun with Snoop. What would the motherfucking West Coast be? Without one gripping Talking about me, they don't know where to stop. I got the Louis Vuitton belt buckle holding the clock. 
No beam, no silence, I know when to pop. Wait till Lil John come on and let off a shot. I had the number one billboard spot. Nigga stepped on my fingers and I climbed right back to the top. I'm big, I'm cute, I'm Nas, I'm pop. This ain't shit but a warning to my album drop.
That may have been uh, his lover, but apparently some of the kids might be his. Who knows? <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Jackal's Head here. With you, the Jackal, as always. Hoping to spend the last hour with somebody actually calling in. That would be kind of nice. Uh, now, what I want to talk about the Obama case. Uh, now, Obama wanted to actually uh, talk to uh, kids next week. Uh, as you might be aware, President Obama is streaming, uh, actually streaming live from Virginia to talk to our kids about education next week. This is the first time a U.S. president has directly addressed children in schools. Uh, the Charlotte Observer reports uh, CMS uh, Superintendent Dr. Peter Gorman has asked all schools to watch for the, for the short presentation and have teachers follow up with a prepared guide uh, written by the White House in uh, conjunction with the Department of Education. Two separate guides uh, actually have been created uh, geared toward grade peak, uh, grades uh, pre-K uh, 6, and another for uh, grade 7 through 12. Uh, pundits and parents on both sides of, of the aisles have reacted really strongly. Some worry about the message being sent, and others applaud the president for bringing education to the forefront and inspiring our children. Uh, schools and politics, uh, religion and politics, you know, those are topics that most would agree can uh, be highly controversial. Uh, public schools across the nation have effectively eliminated any discussion of religion from our schools, so, you know, why not politics? One might argue that, you know, that each election, each children across the country learn about the election and, uh, and the candidates. But the bottom line is that, you know, this is an institution and an instruction in the process also, uh, instruction in the institution of politics, and it does you know, not allow any of the candidates to get their message across or anything. But perhaps the best form to educate the children on the topic of religion and politics in, 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 you know, nature is in, you know, religion or civics classes or something like that. Uh, many applaud President Obama in initiative uh, and point out uh, that, you know, the speech is expected to encourage our children to work hard and, in, in, you know, value education. While these are values, you know, shared by most of all Americans, really, and really, you know, are really sound values, the fact that uh, these ideas are coming from the U.S. president rather than from a school superintendent, you know, or secretary of education or, or something like that, you know, makes, uh, makes it definitely, I guess, political to some people, but... Hey, correct me if I'm wrong here. Weren't other presidents, you know, in the past uh, involved in going to schools and speaking to children? I mean, I don't remember ever hearing anybody complaining about George Bush on 9/11 uh, uh, being in, in class reading to kids. Uh, that's political. I mean, he's the president of the United States. He's Republican. He's going to a, to a class which they're gonna the kid, you know, make the kids really welcome, you know, make them feel welcome. So they're gonna brainwash the kids into thinking he's a very nice man. The old President Bush. Oh, the president of the United States is coming. Oh, all the kids got excited because he's the president. You know, to be honest with you, this to me seems like nothing more than racism. Racism, racism, racism. Really, you know, racism just peeking right through the hearts of Americans again. Uh, nothing, you know, makes me more bitter and sad as an American to see, you know, racism. You just come out in the forefront like this, and this is all over the news, which is, you know, even funnier. The truth of the matter is these white parents don't want a black man talking to their white kids. That's the truth. There, I said it. That's the 4,000-pound elephant in the room with no, that nobody wanted to talk about. But that's the truth. That's it right there. These racist, backward motherfuckers don't want to let an African-American who's made it to the presidency talk to their white kids because, oh, he's going to brainwash them with that Negro talk. 
all that crazy Negro talk. He's he's a he's a Hitler. He's crazy. Obama. He's a Nazi. He's crazy. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Hitler white and hated blacks? And the whole point of what Hitler was trying to do was to wipe out an entire race, the Jews, so he could, you know, start world domination for the whites. How the hell do people make the correlation with Obama and calling him saying he's like Hitler or saying he's a communist like Hitler? I, I don't get that. I mean, yeah, there are communists who are not whites, but to compare them to Hitler or the Nazis, it's ridiculous. No matter, how, you know, if you believe in the guy's politics or not, I don't think he's a socialist. I don't think he's a communist. I do think he's a little bit left. Wing, but you know what? We had a lot of right wing in the last eight years, and that got us nowhere. It got us absolutely nowhere. Of course, a lot of these shows, like the Glenn Beck show and uh, shows like uh, what's his name, uh, Rush Limbaugh, spent a lot of time on the air talking about their point of view, and their point of view usually is skewed uh, to a degree that you know when you hear it, you're like, damn, this guy's the Antichrist. But that's how they make their living. This is what they get paid to do. They get paid to, you know, misinform the public and get people's, you know, get people all riled up. Kind of like what Alex Jones does. Misinforms the public. Gets them all riled up. A lot of people arguing about health care. They don't even know what the hell's going on with health care. They don't even know what the, you know, what the actual bill they're trying to pass. All the stuff and, and it's, that's in that bill. They don't even know what the hell, you know, they're talking about. But, a lot of them are just against it because they're, you know, they're, they're against communism. They think Obama's a communist. He must be a communist. In the words of Kramer, he's a nigger. He's a communist. I mean, it's clear racism, folks. Don't see it as anything else but that. It's racism in its core. And uh, it's just wrong. I mean, how, how much further does a person have to get in life until somebody says, you know what, I respect that man. He went from, you know, being a nobody to the President of the United States of America. Now, I know a lot of people believe in conspiracies and and they believe in all that, you know, all these things are pre-planned and this and that and whatever. Fine. I believe in some conspiracies. Also, I don't believe in all conspiracies. Uh, but I do not believe that this man who became the President of the United States had this pre-planned decades ago to be president of the United States. He wouldn't have done some of the dumb shit he did as a youngster if that was the case. Sometimes, you know, greatness is thrust upon people uh, when they least expect it. I think this is just a guy who, uh, you know, really meant to do well. Uh, you know, he was a charismatic fellow, got involved in politics, you know, became uh, Senator Obama. Was he a governor or senator? He was one or the other. Uh, he, you know, became a senator or governor or whatever. And he, you know, got popular. I remember the Democratic convention where he spoke a few years ago, which was a very popular speech. That's, I think, really what got him notoriety is that speech itself. Many people, you know, became kind of enamored with uh, Barack Obama because of that speech. So, I mean, this is a guy who has, he's very charismatic. He's a well-spoken man. He knows politics very well. He's very educated, very smart. And, you know, that took him to where he is.
that up to the weird. Talking positive about the president, and all of a sudden my show drops. Sorry about that, folks. I know uh, there might have been a little delay there, a little uh, silent period. Sorry about that. Something happened strange here. My phone was actually connected, but the show dropped completely from my screen, and I don't know if, uh, well, how long exactly. It didn't really tell me, so I don't know exactly how much you guys heard of what I was talking about. But anyway, to uh, end that rant, I was just uh, talking about, you know, Obama's uh, talk to the kids and, and really, you know, there's, what, really, where is the controversy here? I, I really don't see the controversy in him wanting to address the children of America. I mean, they're just trying to say this is a political thing. How the hell can it be a political thing? I mean, these kids can't even vote for crying out loud. These are kids. What what are these parents really so scared of? These are children to be speaking to, and he's telling you know to have good you know values and to you know keep up with their education and you know to dream. What is so negative about what he has to say to these kids? I don't understand, you know, the stupidity of what's going on here. And I say stupidity, and it's really racism. Is, is this is it? This is what it is? Racist. Exactly what this is. These are just a bunch of racist people. Okay, who hate Obama because he's an African American, a black man, Negro, whatever you want to call him. All right, he's he's, he's not a Caucasian. He ain't a cracker. Bunch of racist people who just hate him because he's a black dude and he's a president. Now, if, I mean, I'm not black. I'm not white. I'm Hispanic, which I'm in the middle, I guess. It's like a tug of war, <laughs> but. It's funny. I mean, I, I've been, you know, I've had racism, you know, thrust upon me before, and it's not fun uh, to be, uh, you know, picked upon because of your race. It's not fun, and it's stupid. It's stupid that this day and age we still have to see this kind of crap. This is like the same thing I was talking about with uh, Rich over at AZ UFO Radio, uh, when you know the whole thing with the whole gay comment. It's stupid. That's not racism because you know being gay is not a race, but it's prejudice. Prejudice is ignorance, and I'll say it again. I mean, it's 2009. When, until how much further do we have to wait for people to get their heads out of their collective asses and start looking at each other as human beings and not as races and, and you know, not as sexual orientations? And, you know, deep down we're all human beings, folks. Guess what? We share a small fucking planet. All of us. We're here by ourselves. We're sharing this little tiny planet right in the outskirts of a of, of spiral galaxy with billions of stars in it. Let's get that concept through our minds. There's billions of stars out there. And we're one tiny speck. We're like a little tiny speck of dust in the beach. That's what we are. Okay? If you really want to get the gist of what's going on. And we have to share this world with racists, hate mongers, fear mongers, people who are, you know, are hell bent in destroying not only morality but everything that's good about being in America. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, like I went on that rant about Alex Jones about Michael Jackson, but Alex Jones has been pissing me off for a long time. Besides the whole Michael Jackson thing, he's that guy's a douchebag. Look, first of all, I know there's conspiracies. I know there is secret societies. I know there's a lot of stuff that they don't tell us that we're not supposed to know. Uh, I believe in aliens, I believe in UFOs, I believe in a lot of different things. Uh, that's why I like to talk about all those stuff, all that stuff on my show. But the truth of the matter is, at the end of the day, folks, life is life. And we have to deal with life on a daily basis, no matter what you think. 
the you know, secret societies might be up to. You have to deal with everyday life. We have to deal with each other on an everyday basis. Okay, we're nothing more than beings on a world. We have to share this world. Until when are we going to have issues like this on the news? And it's funny, every parent they speak about or speak to are Caucasian. They're all white. And they look racist as hell. They all talk like this, like country folk. Like, I don't want that. I don't want that man who's the president there. I don't want him talking to my kids, my children. I don't want it. Kind of reminds me of that skit that Chappelle did on his show, The uh, Black White Supremacist. I'll tell you what's wrong with Negroes. Don't let all the white man's air. It's sad. It's, it's pathetic. It's uh, a sad day to be an American. I mean, sometimes, you know, I'm ashamed to be an American, but you know what? With all kidding aside and all jokes aside, I'm also very proud of being an American. And uh, why, the reason I say this is because you try to go live in Iraq for a couple of months. <laughs> you try to live in overseas for a couple of months. There's only a few places you can live where you can live normally and live good. Most places, it's hell. We have it pretty lucky in this country, and uh, it's funny. We have a lot of great things about this country that we take for granted, a lot of things. And, uh, you know, a president who is an African-American president trying to speak to the kids, it's a good thing. It's a step forward in the right direction. How could it not be? I mean, think about it. In the last 100 years, we've gone from slaves who are just, not slaves, but, you know, they're, kind of still in slavery in a sense. I mean, 100 years ago, they couldn't really even go in the same bathroom as white people. So, I mean, yeah, they weren't slaves exactly, but they were still treated like slaves. Even though Lincoln freed the slaves, you know, they were still kind of treated that way. <laughs> Whoops. They're free, but they still treat them like slaves. You know, they hanged up niggers, you know. <laughs> it's crazy. That was 100 years ago. We went from that to the racial riots and all this crazy stuff that happened, you know, a few, a few years later. So now we have an actual African-American president. Wow. I mean, that's an incredible thing. Regardless of the fact that they might have been put there and our votes really don't count and that he was just a puppet being manipulated by the secret societies. Whatever the, the case might be, folks, it does not matter. The fact that we've gotten to this point alone is an incredible thing. Incredible thing. And to see the news, to see what's going on in the news is, is sad. I mean, I don't know how you might feel out there. I know there's like maybe four or five of you guys listening uh, to the show. Uh, if you guys want to leave a comment later on on the page, you know, share your thoughts. Tell me what you think about the whole thing with Obama and with these guys uh, coming out on the news saying they don't want to hear Mr. Obama talking to their kids. Tell me what your views are on this. I want to hear more from uh, from our listeners here. You know, comment on the page. Let me know what you think. If you guys want to call in, open lines. Uh, number is 347-205-9961. The Jackal's Head here with you. As always, every Friday night, 1130. Jackal's Head. We'll be back. I'm going to take a little short break here. Another cause for the pause or pause for the cause or pause for cause or something. When the night has come 
spirit life as a shorty shouldn't be so rough. Spirit life as a shorty shouldn't be so rough. Spirit life as a shorty shouldn't be so rough. Spirit life as a shorty shouldn't be so rough. Spirit life as a shorty shouldn't be so rough. life as a shorty shouldn't be so rough. Here's how we started out. One day my father's out, and he never came back. Seven kids in my mama's house, so now we drummed out. Money-wise, we caught a drought. Get that green paper by any means, now that's what I'm about. And here's another reason, it's not the summer season. Ain't no utility zone in my house, my little brother's freezing. How can I hustle sleeping? Late night through the cut, I'm creeping. I can hear that money breathing. I leave you busters leaking. Them streets was underhanded, too young to understand it. It made my nerves bad. Thuggin' as the youngest bandit But I couldn't run a panic I had to man up I wanted to go to college Probably fuck my plans up yeah. I wanted to be a scholar How I end up in handcuffs Every night my mama's crying But I got to stand tough Look at me, I'm waving pistols Give me everything you got, I'm screaming Fifteen and I'm on a mission God help me get away from these demons Certain subjects which are usually not 
uh, one you would accustomly think of uh, hip hop as being a genre. I guess they correlate to like stuff like ufology and stuff, you know. Uh, of course, that's because the old school ufologists like Art Bell and these guys would play you know all their kind of music on their shows, so you don't attribute it to that, you know. I guess it's the popularity in hip hop, but uh, ufology is actually very popular in hip hop. If you guys uh, do a little research, you can check out Cannabis's work, for example. He has a lot of uh, talk about UFOs and you know paranormal stuff and you know whatnot in his lyrics. And uh, <clears throat> believe it or not, there's a lot of uh, interest. In ufology and hip hop, which is kind of funny, but yeah, that's a crooked eye. He's not interested in ufology, I don't think, but he's a good rapper, and goddammit, I like him. I like his music, anyway. Good guy. He's from uh, California. He used to be on Death Row Records, the uh, old home of Shook Knight, who is no longer the owner of Death Row Records. In fact, he lost ownership of Death Row as part of his, uh, I guess, uh, Chapter 11, I think, for bankruptcy, and lost the company itself. Now, there's a new lady that bought Death Row Records. You guys haven't heard about this. I don't know if you music buffs have been into the uh, into the hip hop scene for a while. I don't know if you've been reading up on what's going on with Death Row, but uh, a lady uh, from Canada actually apparently bought the record company and she's planning to distribute a lot of the music left on there. Apparently, uh, Shug Knight had a vault full of uh, records that he never put out uh, from artists like Snoop Dogg, Das Dillinger, uh, Corrupt. Of course, they are known as the Dog Pound. Uh, and not only them, but other artists like Tupac, there's a couple albums of material left in the vaults, uh, which Shug was holding on to, which now this lady owns. Uh, also, you know, Das Dillinger, like I said, uh, Crooked Eye has a couple of records on there. Uh, a lot of a lot of people, Cisco, I think, had a record he put uh, some, some work on, on Death Row. Uh, another artist called The Realist, which if you guys haven't heard of The Realist, uh, check him out on YouTube. Uh, type in The, T-H-A, kind of like I spell the jackal, uh, The Realist. And you can check out some of his work. He's a former Death Row inmate, as they like to call themselves. Uh, but, yeah, Death Row Records. Uh, been, actually, it's funny. She says that uh, she's going to be signing artists in the near future. So Death Row is going to be on the rise again without Suge Knight. Speaking of Suge Knight, I don't know if uh, you guys have been following up on our friend Suge. He's been up to, more, up to no good again. He uh, got knocked out last time uh, because he got into a confrontation with Akon's manager and apparently... He's uh, continued on. Uh, it looks like uh, him uh, and somebody else had set up a robbery attempt and actually went through on uh, Acon's house or Acon's manager's house. They actually robbed his manager of uh, over $300,000 worth of jewels and money and took a safe, which is like a 200-pound safe, from his room actually carried it out with him. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't even manage, you know, like bother to open it up and they just took the whole safe. Shug, shug, shug. What are we going to do with you, shug? It's funny because they keep you know, releasing this guy, and he keeps just fucking it up. Just keeps fucking it up, shipmate. Keep fucking it up, buddy. Eventually, you know, the, you know what they said about when it goes around, comes around, or whatever. When it comes around, it's gonna hit you hard right in the ass. Shook Knight. One day, I, one day, I, I really see Hollywood making a movie of this guy's life. I mean, why not? They make movies of everybody's life nowadays. You know, why not Shook Knight? I'd love to see who plays Shook Knight. In fact, it's funny if uh, you would have gotten, if you would have done a movie, but it's like 20 years ago, the father from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air would have been great. Uncle Phil would have been great for Shook Knight. He looked just like him. Of course, he's too old now to play. Maybe he could play Shook Knight as an old man or something. That'd be kind of cool. The Shook Knight story. Dun dun dun. Of course, it'd all be lies anyway. Trying to make him. Probably try to make him out like to look like a nice guy. 
just uh, in fear for one's life, the director probably won't want to cross those toes and, uh, you know, cross Suge Knight. There's about 24 minutes left in the show, folks. Uh, if you guys want to call in, 347-205-9961. The Jackal said here with you. The Jackal, as always, uh, back on the show every Friday night at 1130. Uh, we're going to make this a routine for a while and see if it works, see if I can get some listeners to start listening in on a regular basis. Uh, like I said, I only have a few people listening live at the moment. Uh, the chat room is not much chatter in the chat room, but if you guys want to chat, it's, it's open. It's really you guys in there. Uh, apparently, you guys don't feel like calling in, but whatever. Eventually, you will. I'm just happy you're listening. The, the actual archive section of it is doing pretty good. We've gotten uh, several hundred downloads uh, from the last few shows, so that's pretty cool. You guys are, are listening, so thank you for downloading and listening to the show again. Like I said earlier, thanks for the nice comments on the page. I really appreciate them. Uh, you know, and, and again, we talked about a couple of things in the last shows that uh, dealt with ufology and dealt with certain things like beef in ufology, like, you know, between Rich from AZ UFO Radio and uh, and Jesse from Ufonaut Radio. Hey, Jesse, there, I said it right, Ufonaut. By the way, I just got to say this. I, I've had Jesse on the show twice here, and Jesse's a cool friend of mine. You know, he's a, he's a really cool guy. He's a good friend of mine. And online, I really I haven't really met him in person yet, but I've talked to him a lot of, on the phone, and uh, we've talked about UFO, ufology and about exopolitics, and, you know, we've, He's done my show a couple times now, and he's a great guy. He's a really cool dude. Uh, you know, we love him here on, on Jackal Said. Uh, you know, he's he's welcome back any single time when he wants to be on the show to do an interview or just call or whatever. Uh, but it's it's pretty funny. I was uh, listening to the interview and uh, that I did uh, last week, and we were talking about Rich's show. And, you know, Rich, I know you're doing a show tomorrow, and uh, you're welcome to call also because, you know, it's, Pretty funny the whole situation that's going on between those two guys, and like we spoke about on the show, you know, a few days ago. It's pretty funny that actual topic is what really sparked a lot of the, a lot of the emails that I've been getting, uh, which is funny. I really don't receive many emails from the listeners, but I actually got a few emails concerning the beefing ufology, and apparently, you know, a lot of people really uh, don't agree with with you know everything Rich said. Uh, people also don't agree with everything that uh, Jesse said. They're split down the middle, very 50-50, uh, and it's it's pretty funny. I've gotten, in total, I've gotten seven emails, you know, regarding the subject. Just, let me just, you know, lay it out there. So seven emails regarding the subject, and, uh, you know, it was pretty 50-50, pretty much. Uh, so, I mean, there, I mean, I guess you can make points for either one of those guys. Uh, you know, again, I just want to say that uh, those guys are, are cool guys, and, you know, uh, either one of them are welcome here on, on the show here uh, anytime they want to come on. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's just sad to see people beefing over dumb stuff. You know, it's uh, like I said, we live in a small world, guys, and it's time for us to uh, you know heal our planet and heal ourselves and not beef over dumb crap. But I will agree with uh, Rich on one thing, and it was funny. I was calling him AZ on the last show. I kept calling him AZ for some reason, but no, it's Rich. I don't think he's Rich. Uh, you know, I do agree with him in, in one sense. Uh, where he says that the truth, you know, it should really not cost you anything if it's true. And I said that before. I do agree with that. You know, like, for example, the Stan Romanek case. Uh, the one thing about this whole thing with Stan Romanek that kind of upsets me a little bit is that he received money from the prime time people to actually do that special. Especially after watching the special and seeing what a fool they made him, you know, ought to be or ought to look like. Uh, you know, they, I mean, I know Alejandro said they didn't completely make him look like a jackass, which is good. Uh, but they did kind of go a little bit overboard with, with that special, and, you know, they made it look a little too goofy. Uh, the two 
twins or whatever, you know, would look retarded. The the guy who administered with his mom looked even more retarded. Uh, and I mean that in a Mongolic sense of the word, retarded, you know, as in uh, retard, retardation. <laughs> That's not politically correct either, but no, I mean, there, there was, it was just silly, silly stuff on that primetime episode. And, you know, I agree with Alejandro. I mean, they didn't completely botch it up, but, you know, there was no investigative reporting at all. And the sad part is, instead of name-calling and stuff, I would like, you know, for, for Rich to do a little bit more homework because Rich seems like the type of dude that, you know, he definitely has a passion for it, and it's just a shame that he's beefing with, with Jesse and these guys or, or whatever their beef is. And I don't really want to get too much into that because I don't—I wasn't there when it happened. So I would—I don't really want to, you know, stick my nose too far into that business. So you know, whatever, guys. Uh, peace to both of you guys. Uh, like I said, Jesse's a good friend of the show here. Jesse's uh, somebody who I will be joining on his show. I've been calling in as a caller, like I do every week when he does a show this weekend, and uh, Rich, I know you have a show tomorrow, I might actually call in, and I hope your chick is not too uh, mad at me, her name is G, I believe, I hope she's not too mad at me for, uh, you know, calling her out that last show and uh, playing a little clip of her, and kind of proving you guys wrong, because, I mean, you know, you, you kind of got proved wrong there, buddy, kind of did, but uh, anyway, I'll see you guys on your show, if you guys want to uh, start listening to my show, that would be fantastic, because I listen to all these shows on Block Talk Radio. And I don't get the same kind of love. I don't. I don't see. Uh, I don't see the, the the support that I give out. Well, except for Jesse. Jesse, I gotta admit, he he does support the show. He's been on the show twice, also as guest, which is cool enough, you know. And I want to have more guests on the show. In fact, I'm starting to line up a few guests uh, that I have already in mind. Uh, a couple of actually musicians that I want to get on the show. I've done you know interviews before. I interviewed a tattoo artist, which is kind of cool. He's uh, done a couple of my uh, my pieces. Uh, but, you know, that's not exactly a groundbreaking interview either. But I want to interview a couple of musicians in the near future, uh, some more ufology stuff, um, you know, exopolitics-related interviews. Um, this is not going to become a show where I'm going to charge for membership or anything like that, at least not yet, you know. It gets popular, you never know. <laughs> but the show is definitely going to remain about being real, being true, being true to whatever it is we talk about here on The Jackal Said. This is just me talking from my head. Nothing, nothing here is scripted, as I'm sure you can tell, because I'm not exactly the greatest host in the world. Um, very rough around the edges, as you, you can sort of say. Uh, but, hey, this is straight from my head, not scripted at all. The only thing I do script with just the news, I you know, kind of put points together what I want to talk about. Uh, but everything else is just freestyle. Just uh, going on instinct, really. Talking about whatever comes to mind. That's why it's called the jackal's head. Because you're just getting a preview of what's inside my melon, my head over here. My big old noggin, as they say, you know, as someone like to say. Anyway, we got 17 minutes left. Apparently, nobody's going to call in. It's getting late. I'm tired. The jackal's head is almost over. It's almost time to go home, go to bed, go to sleep, wake up on you, refreshed in the morning. In fact, I just want to give a little plug. I'm going to do another show tomorrow. Not on this station. It'll be over on our show. Uh, which is myself and Brother Detox. That's a little different kind of show. It's uh, not so much exopolitics or ufology or anything like that. It's a little bit more geared towards entertainment and uh, bowel movements. And I kid you not. If you guys want to check that out, it's uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash our show. It's hosted by myself and my Brother Detox. Uh, we take callers. We don't really uh, like to uh, indulge too much in interviews. We just talk about what happened. 
take callers and you know we well, from one from time to time we will have a guest on. Uh, we actually was we had a nice uh, guest a few months back, Finn C from Mofuck Records. Uh, who a lot of you might know Mofugs, owned by uh, some of the members of uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony. He actually called into the show and that was really really cool of him. I really do appreciate it him calling in, and he's an artist that I definitely want to get on my show as an actual guest to interview for about an hour or two. Uh, we didn't do an interview that day. He just called in kind of briefly, so I didn't want to, like, ask him too many questions. You know, I didn't want to be rude and get him, you know, kind of blindsided him and maybe get him in trouble or something with his label. So we were setting something up. Maybe we can get him on the show and actually do a real interview for two hours, uh, play some music or some stuff that he's doing. So that's one of the guests I'm trying to book on here. But keep listening. The uh, the Jackal's Head is going to continue growing. I'm going to continue to do more shows every week on uh, Friday, 1130. You're going to catch me on here unless I switch times, you know, which I do. I might actually... Uh, I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about maybe going a little earlier in the day on Saturday instead of on Friday night, going to Saturday early in the day, just to switch it up. I know Alejandro is doing something like that, and it's doing pretty good for his ratings. So uh, who am I not to copy the uh, the guys who do it the best? You know what I mean? Uh, if it works for them, heck, it might work for me. <laughs> we got 14 minutes left, guys. If you guys want to call in, 347-205-9961. Jackal's head. Jackal with you here, as always, from Miami, Florida. Yep. And it's been raining like hell now. I'm drinking the most horrific drink I think I've ever drank in my entire life. I was looking a little tired on my way uh, to the studio to uh, do the show tonight. Uh, and uh, funny enough, I actually bought one of those Monster Energy drinks, the big orange one. It says uh, Chaos on the uh, on the label on here. It's supposed to be, I guess, like a juice, fruit juice, orange juice type of drink mixed with you know a bunch of vitamin C's and stuff and all that energy stuff to get you all riled up and ready to go. And it's the most disgusting thing I've ever drank in my entire life. Guys, don't drink that crap. It's ugh. It's sludge. It reminds me of that episode from Futurama when they have that creature, you know, produce the the, uh, the shit or whatever it was that actually people drank. That was like, you know, the uh, slur or slur or whatever. Is this slur? I think it is slur. That's a drink of uh, Futurama. Let me, let me type that on Google. This is slur. Futurama. Yes, folks, this is when you know you're running out of time on the uh, on the show and you're trying to kill some time. You start looking at stuff on Google. Actually, it's called Slurm. And uh, Fry in the Slurm Factory is the episode I'm talking about. It's uh, the 13th episode of the, of the first production of season of Futurama. Actually, aired in North America in November or something or other. Uh, November 14th, I believe, 1999, I think it was, when they aired the episode. Yeah, 1999, exactly. It was the fourth episode of the second broadcast season, uh, and it's actually directed by Ron Haggard and uh, Lewis Morton. Uh, it's funny, the, the whole episode is that they actually land on a planet where it's like this big slug, like Jabba the Hutt type creature. It's actually a, like a big giant worm produces what is called slurm. Slurm is actually the drink. It's like Mountain Dew in a sense, but in the future. That's kind of what this energy drink tastes like. It tastes like some fucking worm produced it. It's disgusting. Ugh. Ugh. If I never have this crap again, I'll, I'll live a happy, normal life. Let me tell you. What a disgusting, biotoxic piece of waste. It's, it, it's like if you had foot fungus in your mouth. That's kind of what this stuff tastes like. And I'm sorry to get so graphic, people. <laughs> That's just part of being in the jackal's head. But, yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Uh, we got 10 minutes left. There's nobody calling in. You know, the switchboards are dead. The three or four people who are in the chat rooms are, are 
now, so uh, pretty much uh, they, they get the gist of it, but it's coming up to a wrap here. It's over with. <sighs> Gotta harness my chi. I'm going to play two songs out here before uh, the show is officially over. It's only 11 minutes left now. I'm going to play uh, Gone Too Soon by Michael Jackson, again, in memory of the King of Pop, who was buried yesterday. So sad. Actually buried on uh, on Thursday, not Friday, but Thursday he was buried. So sad. I uh, Again, my I'm crushed when it comes to this whole Michael Jackson thing. I grew up with the man, loved his music. I really feel bad for all the stuff that happened to him. He, he wasn't a weird guy, man. He was just a guy who had a lot of weird stuff happen to him. He was kind of, a, a, in a sense, a victim of his own surrounding circumstances. He was a victim of his own fame. He was a victim, in the end of the day. A victim of celebrity. And this is why, you know, if I ever have children and they're, you know, they have a talent, I'm going to make them wait. I'm going to make them go to school first. I'm going to make them get their education first. I, w- I refuse to put any child through what Michael Jackson went through. Uh, think about it, the man was only 50 years old when he passed, and 45 of those 50 years were spent in front of the camera with with the media making your life a living hell. Not being able to take a piss in a bathroom and having, without having reporters behind you trying to snap pictures of you. Not being able to, to go into a, a, regular, a regular marketplace and buy food, or a Walmart or Walgreens or anywhere. Not being able to go into a record store and buy a CD that you like without being mobbed. And, you know, Michael enjoyed and loved his fans, and he was okay with the mob of the fans because he really loved his fans a great deal. But he hated the media. He hated the paparazzi that followed, that made his life a living hell, that spread nothing but lies about him. From him bleaching his skin to, you know, him molesting children to, you know, him wanting to be white, all this nonsense, nonsense. Michael Jackson was a sick person, not in that kind of sense of the word. He had illnesses like vertigo. They robbed him of his skin color. Lupus made his, you know, gave him skin cancer, for crying out loud. This is a, a man who gave to charity his whole life. Now he's no longer with us, and all we have is this music left. And this is a beautiful song here by Michael Jackson, one of, really, one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs. And it's, uh, I think, a song that we all have to start singing a little bit better. I'll play this out. And then I'm going to play my all-time favorite song after this, which is not as far-fetched as you might think. It's not actually a Michael Jackson song, but it's a beautiful song nonetheless. But it's a song that I play every time I lose somebody special. I play that song because it just makes me remember how special life really is. So once again, Michael, we love you. We'll miss you. Your music will live on forever. You are the king of all entertainment, not just the king of pop. The king of all entertainment. Think about... Um, the generations and to say we want to make it a better place for our children and our children's children so that they they they, they know it's a better world for them and think they can make it a better place
What a beautiful song. I love this song. 